Good evening, everyone. This is John Burgos, and I want to welcome you to this evening's edition of Beyond the Ordinary Show. Um, and guys, today, it's, it's, it is such an amazing life when we really set out the intention to start taking care of ourselves and showing up for what our heart's leading us to. And it's um, today, I get to broadcast to you guys from Yosemite National Park. Um, and the energy from the park, the redwood trees, the water around here, the, the stars, the open air nature has been calling me for quite some time now. Um, and I decided that it was just time to take some of that nurture energy um, that has been really begging to come in for quite some time um, and to finally say, you know what, I have to do this for myself. Um, so I picked up and I took off, and it's absolutely amazing. And so um, I am fortunate enough to be able to talk to you from this amazing, beautiful park, but also to get to do it with the most amazing transformational leaders that are truly around now, really on the cutting edge, what I call the next generation of transformation. Um, and tonight's guest is no exception to that. And again, I've been so excited to talk to Wendy Kennedy. Um, if you guys are familiar with her, if you've seen her YouTube videos, some of the work that she, she's put out there, it's she is fantastic. Um, and what's going to open up today on the call, I don't know, but I'm just, I can't wait for the field um, that we're going to dive into today and see what gets expanded with all of us collectively on this call. Um, now, Wendy is going to take live calls. So as always on VTO, if you want to ask your question live, uh, you can dial in on the phone line. Once you've dialed in, press star 2 on your phone. It'll show me that you want to ask your question live. And you can also type your question onto the webcast page. Um, my reception is a little spotty in Yosemite, guys, so I may have April take the live Q&A and have her lead through it. But, again, we'll work all this out as we go forward. And, again, this is just going to be really organic. I'm also really excited, and we're going to save this for the end of the call. Wendy's going to do a, light, a language of light activation um, that her guides want to share with all of us. And we're going to save it to the end uh, because Wendy tells us it's pretty strong. And afterwards, you may not want to do anything else except sit in that energy. So be prepared for that as well. Um, and with that, all you guys who are not familiar with Wendy, it's, again, sit back, really take some you time, and enjoy today's call. Um, and let me give you a little background information on Wendy. Wendy Kennedy is an intuitive empath and channel. For two decades, she has used her gifts and abilities to work with beings in other realms and dimensions, assisting others in recognizing and releasing old patterns and helping them to live a more whole and integrated life. The clear and compassionate wisdom shared through Wendy facilitates a shift in perspective from that of separation and limitation to connection and multi-dimensional existence. In 1995, Wendy began channeling working first with her own angelic guides before becoming reacquainted with the nine-dimensional Plating Collective, whom she primary channels as her public events and in private sessions. In addition to the Pleiadians, she works with beings from Sirius, Lyra, Victorus, and as well as other higher-dimensional celestial beings. Wendy currently lectures and channels for clients around the world. She was one of the six channels featured in the movie and book, Tuning In, Spirit Channelers in America, her work is also featured in the book, The Great Human Potential, Walking in One's Own Light, which is now available in six languages. And Wendy's going to be talking to us specifically, and we'll open up other conversations as well, about bridging the gap 
releasing the past to create the new future. And Wendy, with that, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Oh, John, thank you for having me. Good evening, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. So, Wendy, it's I, I think a little background information would be great. And we mentioned the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective. Can you give us a little more information on how you started bringing them in and um, what the energy feels like, what they're bringing to you, and what their purpose is uh, for sharing this information? Sure. So I had been channeling for about nine months when the Pleiadians came through. When I first started, I was working with my own angelic guides and a few other beings from different star systems. And the Pleiadians were waiting for me to channel verbally. And when I first started channeling, it was all through automatic writing. And there came a point for me where I was hearing things well in advance of the writing. And I kind of had to take a leap of faith and just start allowing that energy to come out through spoken word. And once I did that, the Pleiadians came in because they actually work with tone and sound. So when I channel a little bit later, you'll notice that my dialect will change. It's not any one particular dialect. It's just tones and sounds that resonate with you at a cellular level. So in addition to getting the information, they're putting other frequencies in your field which can affect you at the cellular level as well. So uh, everybody always asks where I'm from. Sometimes they'll say, are you from England or Australia? I'm actually from Kansas. So it's it's just uh, their way. It's usually with elongated vowels that they can modulate the frequency a bit. And if you really listen, when they first come in, they actually do an attunement. So they work with harmonics, and you might notice the overtones at the very beginning. Sometimes it lasts for about five to ten seconds, and then uh, sometimes it's a little bit longer. And their energy is really lovely and and heart-opening, I think. There are about 2,500 beings in the collective. They're beings of light. They don't have physical form. And rather than incarnating to a planetary body, they actually align to a stellar body. And this particular collective, part of what they are learning to do and working with us to do is to work with the records, to work with... um, their history, their information to help guide us through this next stage of development. And um, for me personally, my connection with them, there is an aspect of me that is part of the 2500 and I've contracted to bring their information, their perspective, their wisdom through because they've gone through their own process um, so we can learn from, from their experience. And, you know, they... They've got a pretty good sense of humor, at least they like to to think they do, and they're very direct, very quick. So um, there's no there's no uh, kind of pussyfooting around. It's directly to the point, and um, I think that's one of the things that I really love about them is that they they really get to it quickly, and I think that's part of my own personality. I like I like it uh, direct, and let's get to the point. Let's boil it down to the essentials. This is what I want. I love it. That's I love funny. it. I, I like the review of the That's great. And what do they see? And, and again, we talk about this a lot, but from your perspective and what they're sharing, what's that next stage of development that we're in? It's really owning our creative power, um, learning to direct our consciousness so that we can manifest differently. 
Um, right now, it's kind of like we're in the passenger seat and everything's just kind of happening. We're not really driving our reality. So it's it's that, but it's also working on polarity integration. So right here where we're at, in, in for lack of a better way of saying it, in the third dimension, but we're really not. We're actually in a fourth dimensional existence, but we're overlaying that matrix with the 3D rules of the game so we can kind of transition out. I suppose I should back up just a little bit. So from their perspective, the third dimension and the fifth dimension have very fixed rules to the experience or the game. The fourth dimension is kind of a transitory dimension so that as you go through an ascension process, you can overlay those different rules, either the 3D or the 5D rules, onto that 4D matrix so you can play with it, so you can work um, at exploring how does this feel in my body right now with this vehicle from this perspective, from this vantage point. So we're really in the fourth dimension, but we're perceiving it from the 3D reality level. And in 3D, we have very strong extremes of polarity. So as you go up higher in dimensional structure, the polarity isn't as extreme. So right now, we might be experiencing at one end black, the other end white, and there are a thousand shades of gray in between. When you get up to the ninth dimension where they are, they say the difference in their polarity is light gray to medium light gray. Those are their, those are their poles. So really what we're trying to do here is to go through a process of integration to release our attachment or aversion to a polarity and we do that by releasing judgment. Um, and I think there, you know, we'll definitely talk about that more. Um, I think when we get into the questions, we'll talk about that. But really, this process of ascension is learning to release judgment and open to more compassion. And that's that really is the part of the game that we're here to experience is more compassion. And they often talk about us having the capacity to experience compassion in a way that no other beings in the universe are really accessing because we're experiencing reality from such a dense level that we understand the experience of pain. So when we, uh, when we see someone else who is suffering, our compassion, because we know how intense that can feel, can be far stronger and far um, more intense than say, a being who has a higher perspective because to them, um, you know, they, they haven't been where we are. They're, they're not walking that density and understanding how challenging it is. So they say we're teaching them compassion, which is sometimes difficult for us to think about that we're teaching beings in a higher dimension, but they say we really are, and that's our gift to the universe. Wow, and I got the chills when you talked about that because that really speaks to the strength and conviction that we have as human beings, as being incarnate in this realm. And, mm-hmm. and we tend to, you know, especially in, in the type of world that we exist in, people listen to these type of calls and follow your type of work, Wendy. It's, we seem to give this power to these higher dimensional beings, but really it's a relationship that's occurring. And we all learn from each other. And so that perspective by itself really speaks to the capacity that we have going through our journey here and, and we're so quick to dismiss it wanting to ascend to something else but how beautiful yeah I, I 
definitely agree. And, <laughs> you know, we, we think we're at the bottom of the totem pole kind of working our way up, but they say this is really actually an advanced level of the game. It's very difficult to to be where we are. And, um, you know, it's actually much easier in some of the higher dimensions. The game is different. The things you focus on and work on to learn are different. But yet the things that we learn here, you know, everybody wants to come. Everybody wants to in, to incarnate because it's so different. And we learn so much. The frequencies are, are unique, and that's what all all souls are, are endeavoring to, to do is to explore frequency. So that's why everyone wants to come here. But there's a great deal to learn. They also call Earth the planet of emotion. They say that, that no other planet in the universe holds emotions the way that we do because we're kind of a grand experiment. We have genetic material from thousands of worlds. And along with that genetic material comes all of the experiences. So we have a very broad range of emotion where other planets, other systems, uh, again, just like the black and white polarity with emotions, you know, we've got so many variations, uh, they might have five emotions. You know, and and it's kind of hard for us to think about again because it's so ingrained in who we are, but it would be like saying there are are more colors that you just can't see. Right. You know, Oh, oh, interesting. I love that perspective. Um, wow. So how do we get into that compassion part, Wendy? Because you started talking about judgment. And a lot of times we get into moments of compassion. Judgment comes up as one of the leaders as to how we interpret the compassion that that we're experiencing. So how do we differentiate and eliminate the judgment from it and get into a pure state of compassion so that um, we can carry that resonance in a way that really is built to help other people or to contribute instead of taking away. That's great. Um, there, They talk about it in terms of having two operating systems. So in order to play in the illusion of separation, you have the operating system of the egoic mind. And that's where all these judgments are set up. That's where all our fear programs are. And when we're not being, you know, we're not conscious, we're just kind of going through our day without paying much attention, we're operating from that level. And that's where all the pain and suffering is. Then we have the operating system of the heart, which is more of our natural operating system, our divine operating system. And when you are in this space, none of those programs are running. They don't exist. They can exist. So when you're in this heart-centered space, that's where you're accessing all of this compassion. So as you're going through your day, it's, it's having an awareness of where you're vibrating. Which operating system are you using? Are you in fear? Are you in judgment? And do you need to make a, a course correction? Do you need to shift your energy? And to get into that state is actually very, very simple. Um, so if you and I'd invite everybody to think about this, can find an image that puts a smile on your face. Um, That will put you into that heart-centered space. It doesn't take an hour of meditation. It doesn't take any special ritual. It just takes you thinking of something that makes you smile. And they usually recommend an animal or a place, um, baby animals in particular, because of the proportions um, it's encoded in our DNA when, you, when we see those proportions um, that we want to protect, we want to care for. 
And that's why we all see the pictures of the puppies and the kittens and the baby animals, and we all go, ah. Um, so finding that image will immediately put you into that space. Now, the problem is staying there because when we start uh, exuding energy from that space, what will happen is anything that's not like that, it, that's in our field, will start to vibrate to be released. That gets our attention. We we pull out of that heart-centered space and we go back into the operating system of the mind. So there's this constant state of adjustment that we're working on doing. We're, we're trying to be more mindful and moving back into that heart so we can experience that compassion for ourselves and for other people. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I love the way that you explain it. It's, it seems so simplistic. And that's the one thing with the Pleiadians. It, it's pretty basic. Um, the things we think we need to do, they're constantly talking about it in very, very simple terms. We'd like to make things really complex, but really they say there are only two things we need to do to go through the ascension process. One is to be grounded and connected to our body, and the other is to be present in the moment. And if we're doing those two things, absolutely everything else will take care of itself because if you're present, then you're in your heart center. The moment you start thinking about the past or the future and it's not a time that you've set aside to kind of explore that energy, then you're resonating at some level of fear. You know that you're in the operating system of the mind. And it's just about making that course correction. That's really all we have to do. And they say that the steps are very simple because we knew that the emotional component would be very complex to us or, or make things seem difficult. That's why we kept the steps simple. So, um, you know, they always joke and say, you know, we, we don't mean to be flippant. And, and when we tell you it's simple, we understand that you, you are very attached to the way things are, but it doesn't have to be complicated. There aren't lots of moving parts. Beautiful. Now, it's, it's interesting because they talk about, you talk about being present, and part of the questions that were sent over is talking about now moments and how the now moments are built upon an agreed set of circumstances collectively and personally. I'd love it if you can elaborate more on that. Sure. So um, they always show me the same image. So um, the now moment is a, a triangle with a smaller triangle inside and a circle on top. So the circle on top is the now moment, and it's built upon an agreed-upon set of circumstances um, by the collective. The collective says, these are the things we want to experience, and that's the big triangle and then the smaller triangle is what you've told yourself your stories of who you think you are these are the things that I've gone through and that creates the the base vibration the base frequency that you're operating from and that will determine your now moment that you're standing on and there are infinite now moments so if you can imagine a giant sphere and on the surface of that sphere are all these tiny little Dots, so the circle I just was describing as the now moment. There are infinite now moments, so it's not a line. Um, it's the shape of a sphere. And we string those together, and we give ourselves the perception of time. But really, we could move to another now moment that is vastly different than the one that we're standing on, say, World War II didn't exist. But for, for us, for most of us, that's going to pull us out of the illusion of the game. So we're not going to make a jump to something that is vastly different. But what we can do is to change some of the smaller things, um, our perception of our story, of who we think we are or what happened in the past. They talk a lot about 
um, you know, kind of shifting our perspective of, of the past because there are infinite versions of an experience. It's just where are you standing while you're watching it. So an easy way to think about that would be to have five people watch the same event and each of those people is going to have a different story or a different angle of what transpired. So your experience of reality is going to base, be based off of what you're taking from your story of what happened and then what filter, what fear, what program, or perhaps you're not running from the level of the ego and you're in that moment of compassion, are you going to experience this now moment with? So we can change the story. So if we, um, if we thought, all right, well, my friend hurt me because um, she wasn't there to support me, uh, that's the story we're telling ourselves. You know, I felt betrayed, I felt unsupported, but maybe what we didn't realize was that she was going through all of her stuff and she was doing the best that she could. So if we get that piece of information, it changes our story. It changes our perspective, and so it will change our experience of the now moment. And it's these little tweaks that can make a big difference in how we experience the now moment, releasing our judgment of the past will also do that for us. So in the in the example I was just giving, we're upset with our friend because we felt these things. But when we understand how um, our perspective might have been skewed and we, we activate that compassion, we move into a different vibrational state. Well, and you're really it's really about taking personal responsibility and having awareness on if you will, different parallel planes on, on potentialities. And if you step into the energy of compassion and understanding first, it really switches the energy into something that can be really co-creative and contributory to everybody involved. Completely, completely. And if we can remember that everybody is in a way in front of us to be of service to us, to show us what is vibrating at the subconscious level because we're not we're not aware of the belief systems, the story that we've told ourselves that's all running at the subconscious level, when we utilize that reflection, that's what will accelerate our growth. When we look and say, all right, this person is stepping in front of me, and it may not have been the most positive experience, so why did I co-create that with them? What is that reflecting back to me? How is this serving me? Oh, this is showing me that I'm not standing in my power in some way. Absolutely everything that gets reflected back to us is showing us in some way how we are limiting ourselves from our divine perspective of self. So you're denying your own divine light. And when we start to question reality from that level, then we're able to move into that heart-centered space. We're releasing our judgment rather than being in that victim-perpetrator dynamic. And that's hard, I think, sometimes... Um, because we get into a lot of self-blame as well. Um, you know, I've created this thing for myself. Why did I do that? We get very, very upset. And, um, you know, why have I created this block? We we think in, in terms of the negative quite frequently as opposed to seeing, oh, there's more energy open for me over here. I'm just not taking the opportunity. And it's not that this negative thing happened so much as I could look at this differently and see, oh, there's more for me over here. I was just getting this reflection to say, no, you might want to look over that direction. Right. And well, I, I, that's a, yeah, that's a that's a big issue I think right now as well. 
that's a huge issue. And, and again, we started the call, and again, I was I wanted to share with you guys where I was broadcasting from, and in the middle of this beautiful national park, and actually taking time um, for myself to nurture that part of my soul that was calling. And it's we live in such chaotic situations a lot of the time. Most of us are have. A lot of you have have adjusted that and um, are doing much better to show up differently for yourself in your environments. But Wendy, the importance of restoration and self care to be able to even to calm the chaos, so that we can see into these other potentialities that are available and see into the compassion. Um, it's huge, and so it's it's your guides have a lot to say about restoration and self care right now. It's been a big theme, not only in my own life, uh, but also with my clients um, in private and in group sessions. It's a recurring theme that keeps coming up again and again. And really, for the last year and a half, I think every opportunity my guys have had, they have been trying to work with me on going through a restorative process because I love what I do and sometimes creating balance. uh, I'm not so great at that. You know, I can get really caught up in work and not put my energy into other things that allow me to to kind of receive and to um, get my mind to be creative in other ways. So with the pace of reality right now, with, with all of the gadgets and, and all the things that we think we have to do, there's so much energy going out that we're not working with with receiving and especially with healers, mm-hmm. um, there is so much energy that goes out with healers and not a lot that's happening. Um, the guide said something interesting um, uh, recently, and they said with healers, you're going to find that you're just not going to be able to do the work anymore in the quantities that you were doing it, but the quality of what you're doing is going to accelerate, but you have to sh- make that shift. They said it will just become more and more difficult until you start taking time to restore yourselves and by difficult they mean that opportunities won't open up or you'll find that your body is out of balance and just saying no we have to stop and you know for most of us the idea of rest means we're lazy and so they suggested that we think about it as restoration that we're giving our body a chance to restore itself to revitalize itself and and part of this is just simply working with the divine feminine um, we've, we're so conditioned to work with the masculine um, that that it's all about the do 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 do, and it's it's it. We place the value on the action state, um, and and for thousands of years on the planet, the feminine hasn't really been honored. So it's sometimes difficult for us to rewire that to say this is just as important, and in some ways more so for us right now to take that step back and to to recharge. So like you and I were talking before the call that you felt inspired to go. And sometimes when we get that that call to do something, we put it aside because we think, oh, I don't have time for that. But that's the thing that's going to restore us. That's the thing that's going to nurture us so that we have the energy to keep going forward. And that's what allows us to access these higher states that we can get more ideas and inspiration about you know, getting to where we want to go without having to figure it out in the mind, which is a very hard and arduous way to get there. Well, what's also really cool about that, it's, there's also a surrender to it, Wendy, because 
a, a, a lot of light workers, a lot of healers, a lot of teachers, and how many of you guys are on the call would categorize yourself at that, as that or aspiring towards that? I would say 99% of you guys. Um, it's funny because we've all tried to do this solo. We all think that it's our burden, our responsibility. We've got to work all these hours, do all these things. Um, and I'm finding more and more that's not the case. If I actually get into that restorative space, and release and trust, the support shows up. My speakers show up in bigger ways. Um, it's April and the rest of the people that work for BTO, it's like they seem to magically just, they're there to support. And then other opportunities start flowing in that otherwise wouldn't. But it's a releasing and letting go process and the trusting. We're being supported in such a different way than we were before. Um, it's really magical how it's occurring for me personally, and I see it for other people as well, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's beautiful what you just said because it's it takes in some ways a, a leap of faith for us because of our conditioning, and once we kind of rewire to that, we think, well, why in the world wasn't I doing it this way all along? Right. It's so much Absolutely. Easier. Well, and one of the things you sent in, it's, and it's so true, especially as transformational leaders, and again, you light workers out there, you know this. We've worked so hard to change the world but we haven't really been changing ourselves because we said we're fixed enough. Let us lead. Let us blaze the trail. But that restoration is really part of that self-intimacy um, that we're being called to um, so that as we expand, then we can provide our luminance in a way that m more people can see it and more people can be changed but it requires us changing ourselves. It requires us allowing the change to occur within ourselves first. Yeah, that's perfectly put. I mean, that's it's so true. And I think we also have this desire to see the world change, which I do want to talk about the now moment and in just a moment about that. But, um, you know, it's also understanding that we're the living example. And that as we learn how to do this, we, as we learn how to apply it and embody it, not just know it in theory, but embody it, then holographically we're putting that information into the collective consciousness and it makes it much easier for everyone to do. So we really do have to embody it. I think a lot of people understand the theory, but we're not necessarily doing what we need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's actually quite simple um, the things that we need to do, the guides definitely talk about time for creative play every single day, um, even if it's just 10, for, 10 to 15 minutes, especially if you're somebody who is very mental and you have a hard time shutting the mind off. You might be somebody who uh, has a hard time with meditation. Uh, that if you spend those 10 to 15 minutes just doing something creative for the sake of being creative, not for any specific outcome, that's going to help you to heart-center yourself. That's going to help you to get more ideas and more inspiration. And it actually is going to quiet the mind. So that's something really simple that we can do for ourselves right off the bat to try to help to restore ourselves. Um, because really we do have that time. We just don't make the time because we don't think it's as important as it really is. The other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, many of us want to change the world because we feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. because we think that something is wrong with the world. And that's the biggest judgment that's 
kind of sneaky when it comes to light workers. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it's that there's something really wrong with the world and it's got to change. That's your judgment. That's your fear. That's your stuff. When you look at it at, mm. at the divine level, it's just about an exploration of frequency. And exploring the dark is just as valid as exploring the light. So, you know, you really got to watch that because, you know, we do have a tendency to say, oh, well, that's just wrong over there. That dark stuff, that stuff that's being manipulated, that's wrong. Well, somebody over there needs that. Somebody says, I don't want to take responsibility for what's going on in my life, so I need somebody to manipulate things for me or to, to play that perpetrator for me because I'm not ready to honor that yet. So we can watch what's going on in the world Take note of how you're feeling about that because that's telling you where your programs are and that's where you need to shift because when we hit that higher level, what will happen is we'll observe it, but we won't be charged by it. We'll hold the desire, we'll hold the potential that the world can shift in a way, but we don't make it wrong. We don't judge it as being wrong. Now, when it comes to the now moments, you can put yourself on another version where things are flowing better. But if you find yourself in a now moment where you're looking at the world and you're saying, look at all these awful things going on, that's the version that you as your soul are choosing to experience because that's where you can experience the greatest growth and to be of the greatest service. So if you are desiring change and the world changing, you have to embody it yourself. That is, wow, guys, take that in. That's, thank you for sharing that, Wendy. That's huge. And we don't, we don't realize we're doing it. Again, we're in the, when we're in the middle of our own stuff, um, you're right, the emotions come up. We, we get triggered. We have responses. And it's, again, it's, it's what we're here to pick up on. And so not only do we not have to judge what's coming up, we don't have to judge ourselves for going through it either. It's just part of our experience. Yeah, we look at a frequency, we say, oh, well, now I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. Do I want to create it again or do I want to choose something new? And that's really what every moment is about. And when we look at life through that lens as a vibrational experience, you know, that you're, you're just exploring, then you allow yourself to go through what most people might call failure. You're, you're willing to try things. Um, we're so afraid of failing that we won't even try uh, and if you think about it, it's just, oh, well, that's where that, that experience led. Um, failure is our perception or our expectation of what a vibrational experience is going to be like. And when we step into it, if it's different than our expectation, we call that failure. So yeah, it's, really it's just about exploring. That's really interesting because it's been coming up a lot for me lately in the last um, probably six months about how it's, it's just all a big adventure. And it really is. And the exploration, the adventure, and the whole thing about failure was even interesting because I kept going, I kept getting, it's like, oh my God, being wrong is actually part of the adventure. And if I'm wrong, that means I actually get to learn something new. Because if I'm right all the time, how boring would that be? So being wrong is, <laughs> there's like an excitement to it, right? There's the sense of wonderment and innocence and adventure and where are we going with this next? Um, as part of the experience of being human and incarnate and being able to experience all these emotions and, and sensual experiences um, in this realm, it's, it's, it, 
and and yes, and there's suffering that we see in the world and other things, and the compassion comes into play. But guys, from where we sit, if we really look at the lives that we get, if you're listening to this broadcast, you have internet service. You probably have a roof over your head. Even if you're living in a cardboard box, you probably have a cell phone. Um, you're probably eating at least one meal a day. The lives you guys are living, it's really luxurious compared to other people in the world. If, if you want to get into comparisons, and I don't want to get into judgments about it, but, man, the, the opportunities that we have are really amazing. Um, and when we look at the grand scheme of things, we're in such a beautiful place to really not only make a big difference in our personal lives, but, again, to become um, beacons of possibility for other people in the world as to the potential that we carry as a human race. So it's, it's really quite beautiful. Um, and that's just my soapbox on it. Um, I'm sure your <laughs> guys have a lot to, to share about that. Um. <laughs> I love how you put that as, you know, as far as failing goes and or being wrong. It's such a beautiful perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, again, we get to play in it, right? We get to play in that energy and how wonderful. How wonderful. Um, Wendy, I would love to. I can't believe we're already 40 minutes into the call. You're, I'm so happy we're having this call today. Um, I would love to open up the, um, the phone lines for some questions because I know there's a ton of people on the line uh, that want to tap in with you. Um, would you mind if we did that now? No, it would be great. Okay, awesome. And, April, I'm going to ask you to take over the phone lines because um, my ability to answer those on with the Internet service I have now is kaput. Um, so, April, why don't you get on the line and choose a number, and let's get some live calls going. Okay. Um, let's try Bonnie in Wisconsin. Bonnie, are you there? Bonnie in Wisconsin? Maybe I'm you can Linda. Last word. I'm there Linda. Hey, Linda. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. I have some questions. Um, Can we keep it to one question so we can try to get through a whole bunch of callers? And pick pick your, like, pick, like, the the deepest question you have. Um, Have your several questions, and let's go through that one. Okay. Um, What... What is my purpose in life here? <laughs> I know I'm a light worker and I know I work with healing energies and am I supposed to go higher with my frequencies? Okay, so hi Linda. Um I think I'm actually gonna get out of the way and let the Pleiadians come in. Awesome. Um, so it'll take me just a second to get into this space and um Again, I just want to remind everybody, in case you're joining us late, that the guides actually do work with tone and sound. So they're helping to deposit information into your field. Um, If you are someone who has a question, but we don't get to it on air, know that the guides have heard your question and they are orchestrating answers for you until you get them or you no longer want them. So just know that everybody is served in some way. Even if you're somebody who is listening to the recording and you have a question, know that the guides have heard your question because time doesn't really exist. All right. So we'll see what they have to say. Thank you. 
Ah, yes, hello, dear. This is the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective, and it is a pleasure and an honor to have the opportunity to connect with you. So first, let us say hello to everyone, because we are very excited to have an opportunity to connect. We learn so much from you, as, as Wendy was saying, and we are so inspired by you. And it's sometimes hard for you to imagine that beings in other realms and dimensions learn from you, but you teach us so, so much. And, and you inspire us through your passion and your compassion. So we'll dive into questions here. So Linda, it is an honor. And um, to answer your question, we're going to give you a very broad answer to start with because we want to serve all of you here. Um, we get asked this question probably the most from all of you, what is my life purpose? And we will say in the most general terms, it is to experience more joy and to be of service. And there are infinite ways in how you choose to do that in your life. Because as you go through your life, you will find that that desire will change. So if we tell you, oh, you're supposed to go and do this particular kind of healing uh, and be in this particular location, you might walk that path for six months and fulfill that desire or that, mm, uh, that creative impulse and then you'll feel a need to change as your vibration has changed. And so the path will shift and you're back to the same question. What do I do now? So, okay. all right. So now we're going to give you a specific answer. So, yes, we would say continue on with the healing. Yes, you are meant to go through an elevation in your frequency. Um, we would say for you right now, look at control. Look and see where you are trying to control things, where you are trying to mentally work things out before you step into an experience. Control is one of those sneaky things for you all uh, that you are so often in control and you're not even aware of it. We would say uh, if you want to play and experiment, set an alarm, uh, set it for once an hour for a day and see when that alarm goes off, where are you vibrating? What's going on? Where are your thoughts? Are you thinking about what you have to do an hour from now? Are you thinking about what you're going to say to your friend that you're talking to on the phone while they're talking instead of listening? Because if you are thinking about the future, you are typically in a pattern of control. Uh, and that's usually because of safety or you want to be accepted or you want to feel loved. So you're trying to figure out how you can control that. And it can happen at a very subtle level. So... For you in particular, we're seeing this pattern so that as you start observing where you might want to control either other people and their behavior or control uh, getting things done, um, as you work on that, you're going to find that that's going to help all of your abilities. That's going to help your. Uh, it's going to help you to elevate your frequency. All right. Yes. Thank you so much. You're most All right. Thank you, Linda. Here. That's wonderful. You know, I have a question, and I don't hear this asked a lot, and I know it's got to go to the core of what a lot of people are looking for. So, guys, I'm going to interrupt the flow here um, because this is coming up really strongly for me. Um, we have a lot of people asking about life purpose. Um, we have people asking about soulmates a lot, um, which is beautiful, and I think that, that gets closer to the core of what we're all seeking, but there's so many of us are seeking this, deep emotion of being connected to someone else, of really being deeply in love and connected and expanded with another individual. 
what is that within us that is seeking that expression that's so strong and such a big drive in all of us for that intimacy, that that understanding for it's 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 huge within all of us. It's 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 primal. Yes, and and it literally is primal because that is your core wound: separation from source energy, the perception, the illusion. That's the premise of this game. That's the premise of the three D reality. The purpose of this game, and we do call it a game because we don't mean to be flippant to say that your experience doesn't have deep meaning or it doesn't feel real to you. We we want to bring to you the perception of creativity, of exploration, all the things that you think a game has where it's fun, it's an adventure. So we will call it a game. It was a game of dissension and reascension. So you're coming from a higher state of being and all the other dimensional structures from 5D up. You have an awareness that you are part of source energy. And you said, what would happen if we created this game where we could forget who we truly are? We could present ourselves with that illusion. It's impossible to actually do it. Do it. It's impossible to be separate. But what if we could believe we were? And then what would it take for us to work our way back up? remember that we are part of source energy and this is the game that you're playing in now for all of you every single issue that you have is based off of this perception of disconnection from source there are really about uh, a handful of issues that you all play out and then there are variations on the theme but it's control trust manipulation safety security approval uh, and abandonment those are the big issues for you all and at the very top of it, if you think of it like a pyramid, is your perception of separation from source. So all of you are desiring to connect with other humans and uh, with source itself. And this is what's driving it because it is your natural state of being. Being connected is your natural state. We always get tickled uh, and we have conversations with Wendy about this because people will ask, you know, is it different? And, and she will describe it as being the new normal to channel and to connect. It's not normal to perceive yourself as being disconnected. Uh, it is the way that you were originally constructed and built, as it were, but then you got to play in the illusion. So we do have very strong opinions about soulmates, and, and we'll talk about that here briefly, but really it's this internal drive. And all external relationships are a reflection of the one that you have with source energy. So if you want to improve your relationships, what you want to do is work on your self-love. You want to work on your internal connection with source energy. And how do you do that? Really, it's as simple as putting yourself in your heart center, thinking of something that makes you smile, and then opening up. That's all you have to do to connect to source. That's it. It's like plugging into the wall outlet where there is an unlimited supply of energy. But what most of you will do is go back to the operating system of the mind, and that's like unplugging from the wall, or uh, you know, have the plug half in, and, and an appliance won't work when it's half plugged in. And this is what you do. You sleep at night to plug yourselves back in, to recharge. So really, working on self-love is what's going to allow you to have deep connections. Now... The irony is the more you love yourself, the deeper your connection to source is, the deeper your connection with everyone will be. You can meet a stranger and feel like, in some ways, it could be that this is a, a long-lost love to you because of, 
of, of how you would term it right now, you will feel that feeling of being in love with everyone because it is a reflection of you and your connection to source energy. So that feeling of being in love that you all experience is when you open up all your energetic centers. And then what happens is that your stuff starts to get activated and you close them back down and that's when you're out of the honeymoon phase. Mm. So you're back into the processing phase. But it's not someone else doing that for you. It's you feeling relaxed and comfortable and opening yourself up. Now, yes, you might have past lives with another being and there is a part of you that will recognize that person and feel a bit safer or a bit more relaxed because of this history, but it's you doing it. And you can do that with everyone. Now, soulmates, the way that you term them, for most of you, they and specifically uh, the term twin flames, we don't like that term at all, and here's why because we, we find it very detrimental to your state of being. You're looking for someone to complete you, or you're looking for that singular connection. And uh, it's kind of the, the, the greatest lie you've been told, all right, that there is one person who's going to do that for you, that's going to complete you. And this is about you opening up to source and knowing that everyone you can feel that deep, intimate connection with. All right, so we hope that helps you all. That's that's beautiful, yes. Thank you so much. Oh, fantastic. April, let's take another life caller. And maybe let's give the last four digits of the telephone number in the city and state. That might help a little bit better. Okay. Uh, the next caller is, let me see. I'm thinking this is Nova Scotia. Antigonish, uh, the last four digits of the phone are 3674. How are you there? Hi, how are you doing? Hey, Hello. welcome to the show. Yes, what's your question? What's your name? Uh, Larry Campbell. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I was uh, pushed a little bit there to uh, make the call. I was kind of a little bit uh, reluctant, but uh, it's all good. But you showed up You showed up anyway, and now you're oh, live yeah. on the call with Wendy. So what's your question for Wendy? Uh, I guess what I was wanting to know... Um, what is it that the uh, higher dimensions of light want me to know that is a reflection of God's love when I do my scalar energy healing? All right, so there are a number of things. So um, first we want to say that when you all take the courage to step forward, it, not only are you exploring your own frequencies, all right, you, you, it's your own adventure, but also... Others are benefiting from your steps. So also have that awareness. If that helps to bolster your courage just a bit to do it, to know that others will benefit by your experience, no matter what the result of the experience is. Because, you, again, you put that into the collective consciousness to say, oh, if I have this set up and I take this kind of step, this is what the results may be like. All right? It's like someone, someone giving you a recipe to know if you put particular ingredients together, you're going to get a particular kind of cake or a particular kind of pie. Now, may yours taste slightly different? Yes, but you still know you're baking a chocolate cake. So just know that, and we really appreciate you stepping forward to ask the question because many will benefit from, from your courage. Now, we would say you have so much more power than you are giving yourself credit for. And, and 
that's the biggest thing that your guides, your guides are stepping forward. And, and let us say that all of you have brought at least three or four beings with you. It's a very full house. And um, they, they will share their perspective with us. So your guides are telling us that, that it's really important for you to trust yourself and specifically your intuition about how to work with that technology. Um, you might find that you are particularly triggered, uh, that there can be some times coming up about fear of not using it properly or feeling like you, yeah, there's, there's a fear about not using it properly. That goes into other lifetimes. That goes into other galactic programs that you're pulling from. Uh, scalar technology was used in the Sirius system in a way that did not go well. Uh, the vast part of an entire system was destroyed from the use of scalar technology. So that memory is encoded in the galactic memory, which is uh, there is a, a template around the planet which contains the records of your galactic history as well as a level within your own field that contains that. And then the personal experiences that you have had with the abuse of power. So your guides really want you to know to trust yourself. Trust that no matter who is standing in front of you or how you're working with this technology, you are co-creating together. And we would say this as well for those of you who wish to channel or channel for other people. If someone is in front of you, then you are co-creating. The information that you are passing along or the healing that you are giving, that person is either choosing to receive or if it's not in vibrational resonance, they're going to not pay attention or they're going to bring the frequency in and put it right to the side. They're not going to take it on. So this is also important in your process that you trust that everything is divinely guided and that you are not responsible for in some ways trying to figure it out with the mind because at the human level, there are so many levels and layers to every single action and the ramifications and what it plays into in this lifetime and other lifetimes, past and future. You couldn't begin to process it from the human level. The human mind was de designed to throw out multi-dimensional information so that you could just be um, operating under the illusion of separation. So you aren't always privy to that multi-dimensional level unless you go into your heart center. And when you're in the heart center, you have clarity about it to say, ah, oh, this is what I need to do. And then you go back to the mind, to the limitation, and pull it apart and say, oh, I don't know, I'm not so sure, you fall into doubt. So trust yourself in what you feel you need to do with the technology and know that no matter who is in front of you, you are co-creating the process. All right? Oh, so thank you very much. You. You're very welcome. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, Larry. Wow, that was... um. That was really cool for so many different reasons. And, God, your response back to them was just, it's, um, it's just so on point, and it, it just opens the field. But something I wanted to bring up also is Larry's reluctance to even be on the call, and let alone he raised his hand to ask a question. But even in that reluctance, he broke through a limitation that he held within himself, and he dared to explore something new. And whether he had a response that resonated for him or not, his whole experience has changed, and he's creating something outside of his old paradigm that's going to expand him regardless. Beautifully put, dear one. Yeah, so it's, it's just um, just daring to do something different and giving yourself the option, whether you're going to accept it or not, 
you're switching things up. You're allowing new energy, and you're, you're actually, again, you, you, you guys said it, you're creating a co-creative field that can either be accepted or put to the side, but it's, we don't have to judge it. It can just be what it is, and we can trust the information. It's so beautiful. Uh, so, Larry, congratulations, and thank you for being an example of that. So that's huge. That is huge. Um, I would love to take a few minutes because this call can just go on forever, and there's so much information that Wendy um, and the collective is going to take you guys deeper into. Because Wendy created a special offer for Beyond the Ordinary Show. Uh, they want to make sure that all you guys feel into your heart and tap into and um, if it resonates for you, which I hope that it does because I know it's going to be spectacular, um, that you go deeper into the work of Wendy. So I want to invite everyone that's on the call, click on the gold special offer button that's on the webcast page where you're listening to this call from um, and follow along with us as Wendy and perhaps the uh, the Plating Collectives. And I'm not sure what to, uh, to call you guys, uh, uh, the collective, the, just the awesome guides. Um, it's in, you can in, call us the Pleiadian Collective of the Peace. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And guys, you can also get to the same page um, by typing into your web browser um, beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Wendy and the number nine. So W E N D Y nine. Um, and Wendy and Plain Collective, if you, can you lead us through this offer that's been put together? so that our audience can go deeper into work that, that you're offering from this call? Okay, so I will. It's Wendy. Okay, um, awesome. So one of the things, um, because I was seeing this repeated pattern of, of people not taking time to restore themselves, and, and I, I said, well, why is this? Um, why can't we do the things that we know we need to do? And sometimes it's really as simple as aligning with the new frequency. We don't have to know the why. We just have to say, this is what I want. We have to make the choice and realign. And so I asked my guides for some help, and they gave me restoration, learning to nourish the soul, which is the, the first recording. So in this, they channel for about an hour talking about some of the simple things that you can do. And, and while they're common sense stuff, it's not common practice. We're just not doing it. And so they walk you through that. And it also includes a galactic light code and a language of light activation. Now, the galactic light code is, uh, they're, well, they're, they're symbols that represent the language of light, which, as most of you probably know, it's the universal language that all life understands. And really, when I first started channeling, I was given some of the symbols, and I put it aside. And really, it's probably been 15 years. I've been channeling for over 20 now, so... Wow. I put it aside, and about a year ago, they started coming back to it, and they said, it's time. And so I started creating these galactic light codes. And the codes, you you are working with the visual image, and um, and then they give you something to focus on, and then there's also a, a short meditation, and there's also a worksheet. So this is a new one, and I'm really excited about this, um, and it's something that I've been working with for myself. So... I hope that everybody likes this one. And then the second thing in there is the love of your life is you, which is appropriate since we were just talking about loving yourself. And if you want a relationship, you want to call in one, um, that this is what you what you will want to work with, whether you're in one or and you're not sure if it's the right one or you want to bring in a relationship or you want to deepen the one that you have, the love of your life is you will help you to do that and help you to work with deeper levels of self-love. 
And then we have healing relationships, the miracle of reflection. So if you're finding that you're having a difficult relationship, it can be with your boss or with a sibling or a parent or um, whoever it is, really you don't have to change the other person to change the dynamic. You just have to change yourself. And so that's really what this recording um, focuses on. And again, it's, it's using the awareness of attraction and reflection, how we work with that. Um, I think people are familiar with the law of attraction, but we don't always look at the reflection part to see what's mm-hmm. coming back at us and, and our part in that co-creative process. And then there's the practice accessing the divine, which um, we spend a lot of time in this um, working with fears, looking at where your fears are about connecting. If you're somebody who wants to channel or you just want to connect with source, what where our resistance is, and kind of looking at, at deconstructing some of that, and then the last one is integration of the divine masculine. It's you know we're working with what the guides call the lower masculine energy, where it's very ego driven as opposed to the divine masculine, and a lot of energy has been placed on working with the divine feminine, which is absolutely vital. But we also have to look to its counterpart, the divine masculine. So in this one, they talk a lot about how we move between the two energies and it's important for both you know for both sexes to embody both of those so it doesn't matter whether you're male or female we all run and utilize the divine feminine and the divine masculine and um, so that's what this last recording talks about wow it's it's one need say it's called event phenomenon we're not done guys we still have to get into the language of light activation that you're going to want to hang out for um, so definitely sit tight while while we go through this. But this this call's been phenomenal. And then going deeper into the work, what, what you've created and how it resonates for you. And I love how you're talking about these components and the truth that you're bringing in. And it's my heart's activated with you on the call. I'm just so excited about what's going on and the possibilities that you're presenting. Um, for all of us, that it's this is a phenomenal package, guys. Um, it's ninety-seven dollars. It's a two-payment option, a thirty-day money-back guarantee, um, and feel into the energy of what's happened on today's call and what's become available. It's like, wow! Why wouldn't you go deeper in this um, with all the opportunities that we have uh, to continue to expand? And again, with the simplicity and grace and ease uh, that's being offered by these benevolent, but benevolent guides it's beautiful so i want to invite everyone to participate in it so click on the special offer link um add the package to the cart and start using the downloads and wow it's a wendy i'm truly i am blown away and i'm so happy that we finally had you on the call so um thanks for putting this offer together for bto and guys again you can access oh wendy go ahead I was going to say, I'm so happy to, to be able to do it. You know, it's such a pleasure. And, and you know, this is what I love to do. And I, I really like to see, and I think the thing that is exciting to me about what I do is to see people experience more joy, you know, to see them open up, to let go of the struggle and the strife. And, you know, I, the Pleiadians have taught me so much. They are, you know, the beings that I work with. And, in fact, um, really until the last several years, I didn't really open up to hear a lot of other things that were going on from other channels or um, other people who were doing a lot because I really wanted to make sure I was very clear um, and that I was honoring their teachings. So I'm very excited to be able to share it with everybody. 
Yeah, well, I'm excited for everybody who's going to participate in this. Again, phenomenal offer, guys. Again, click on the special offer button, or you can get to the offer uh, by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Wendy and the number nine. Uh, so definitely take advantage of that. And, Wendy, I would love it if we can go ahead and take the time uh, to get into the language of light activation. Sure. It's it's going to be fairly short. It's not too long. So if everybody can just get comfortable, you know, if you're sitting with your legs crossed, if you can uncross your legs or your arms. And as we work with the language of light, you don't really have to know what it's all about. Um, you know, just if it resonates with you, if Great. If it doesn't, great. You might find um, that if you listen back to this recording again later on, you might have a very different experience with it. That's not unusual because you're in a different space, ready to receive different frequencies. So um, I never really know who's going to show up. Sometimes it's a mix of beings. I've been doing a lot of work with beings from um, the seven major star systems, Arcturus, Lyra, Sirius, Orion, Cassiopeia, Andromeda, and... Um, I think I'm, I'm, oh, Pleiades, Pleiades. Um, so there have been lots of different beings who are showing up, and their dialects from of the language of light are, are slightly different. It's um, a bit like speaking English with an Australian accent or the Deep South. We understand it, um, but the dialect is slightly different. So I never really know who's who exactly is going to show up until the moment. So, again, just take a nice deep breath, and we'll see where we go. The Pleiadian Collective here, take a nice deep breath. So uh, opening you back up, helping you to uh, reacquaint yourselves with your stellar family. All right, so this is the first part of the activation. Take another nice deep breath. The only Take another nice deep breath. So the Cassiopeians are asking to make an appearance. They want to help to open your heart center. The Cassiopeians are mm, wonderful when it comes to investigating the different frequencies or the different subtleties of love and artistic and creative beauty. So mm, they are here to help you to open back up to your heart center. Take a nice deep breath. 
to how you feel over the next several days. Um, you may feel like you want to take a nap or move your body more or less. You might crave different foods. Um, make sure you drink plenty of water, uh, which we should be doing anyway, but we sometimes forget. But anytime you're working with the energies, uh, you want to make sure that not only is the water going to help to flush the, the old out of the body, it's actually going to help to bring the new into the cells. So plenty of water to drink. Wow. It's, do you have an interpretation of what was coming through? Um, you know, it's so quick for me. It, I lose it quickly. It's a bit like a lucid dream. I do know that the last piece was uh, to help us to remember who we are, to remember uh, our soul's essence, and that we can stay open to that. Oh, beautiful. But the rest, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, but we get to tap into it and feel it and integrate. So, guys, we're going to run the replay all weekend long. So the replay link we'll send out a little bit later in the email. So watch for that. And you can always access our replays of each night's call by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash replay. And for all of you guys who are listening, um, as long as we still have your email address, at the end of the season, which it, it ends here in a couple of weeks, we're going to send you – a copy of this interview and every other interview from Season 9 of Beyond the Ordinary just for being members of Beyond the Ordinary because we have your email address, because you subscribe, because you tolerate the thousands of emails that we send out on a continuous basis because we have to share this information. So um, just hold on to that and know that these tools, I want to make sure, and we as a team decided, that we wanted to give you, gift you, access to all of these amazing tools that are being offered for free on all of these calls. So as part of being a member, you're going to receive tonight's call as well so that you can come back and listen to these activations, listen um, to these tones, to this information that's being downloaded to you, gifted to you, um, so that you can continue opening your heart and remembering who you are. So um, watch out for that. And absolutely, it's I don't know why you would, but I hope that everyone on the call does. Go deeper 
um, with Wendy with this beautiful special offer that she put together. Um, again, you can access that offer by clicking on the gold special offer button on the webcast page or by going to beyondyourdinaryshow.com forward slash Wendy and the number nine. $97, a 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked, and there's a two-payment option on there as well. Uh, so again, we want to make it super simple for everyone to have access to this information. Um, and with that, Wendy, it's, um, it's you've shared so much, and there's been such beautiful information coming through today's call. My heart feels so expanded. It's, it's been such a gift having you on here today. But, um, I just want to express my gratitude for the opportunity to have co-created this program with you today um, and to have met you and, and to the possibility of perhaps creating something future and in the future together and expanding this call as well. Um, so thank oh, you for thank your time, you. for your energy, and, and the love and the work that you do. Oh, thank you, and thank you. Same to you. Uh, thank you so much. And for everyone on the call, you guys, again, the love, the energy, the um, that tenacity that you guys have to grow, to move forward, it's such an inspiration to me. And I know to, to our speakers as well, it's what drives us um, to want to keep creating and leveling things up and really expanding ourselves as much as we can. And so thank you for your courage, your bravery, your knowing, your unwavering stance on saying there's more and we're going to reach for it and we're going to dare to go for it because it's time. Um, so I want to acknowledge just the, the light in each and every one of you. So thank you so much for bringing that forward, uh, for showing up in the way you do for being perfect exactly the way that you are. Um, and it's with that that I send each and every one of you a huge hug, all of my love, and I look forward to seeing you on the next call. Y'all have a great evening. Mm-hmm.